we're going to do is talk about in the real world, how do we create this effect? How do we cause dopamine to show up in the prefrontal cortex or in the ventral striatum so that people can be motivated? Because the interesting thing about this is that as leaders, we can cause that to happen in the brains of others. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And I'm glad you are here because today we're going to break down this concept of motivation. We're going to talk about what motivation means. We'll talk a little bit about how it happens in the brain, even down to the chemicals involved with it. And we're going to give you a process that will help you learn to systematically motivate yourself and others. You know, as, as leaders, much of what we do in leadership is around helping others be at their best, about helping others achieve their next level of success. And so, motivation is a big part of what we learn to do effectively if we want to lead well. And so, today, we're going to think about that together and we're going to break it down into a set of steps that you can execute so that you can motivate yourself and others in a consistent consistent way as a leader. Hey, if you are looking for a consistent way to improve your ability to lead others, or you would like to support leaders in your business with development tools that can help them reach the next level of leadership, then go to leadershipgym.com. We're talking about one aspect of leadership today, motivation. There are dozens of courses and tools that you can use to improve your leadership skills. One hour a week there can help people think about leadership differently, whether that's you or leaders in your business, can help you build consistently successful leadership habits and traits and steadily improve your ability to lead a strong team, build a strong culture, and achieve increasingly better business results. So, take a look at leadershipgym.com at all of the tools there for you and join us on the journey to becoming a more effective leader. Okay, so motivation, this motivation concept is really just a process in the brain that is connected to perceived rewards. And that's not new news. That's not new information. We know that if there's something out there that we want as people and we perceive that it would be good for us to go have it or that it would be pleasurable for us to get it or that it mattered to us enough, that that's what motivation is. We'll do things to go have those things in our future that we think are better or more pleasurable or more fun or more interesting or that matter more to us. That as a concept makes perfect sense for us. And if you look at it in a chemical way inside the brain, what you find is that the neurotransmitter dopamine plays a big role in this. 
But what we're also learning is that where the dopamine exists is critical to how people are motivated or how motivated they are. One of the things that that people believe sometimes as they look at dopamine and its role in lots of sort of positive states within the brain is that people sometimes think, well, why couldn't we just inject people with dopamine or somehow get it into their brain? We'd have a drug that could motivate people. The reality is that where the dopamine exists in the brain and where it's produced and where it sort of has its effects matters a lot. And what we're learning through lots of research in in neuroscience has has come a long way recently. What we're learning is that certain interactions with others or thoughts that we have can actually produce these chemicals in the right places for us to get the desired effects that we want from our brain, from our next set of feelings, from our next set of actions or thoughts or ideas or insights. So, dopamine present in the ventral striatum and prefrontal cortex result in a feeling of being motivated, while dopamine in the anterior insula represents fear or the perception of risk. So, it's not just about adding this drug to our brain or this neurotransmitter to our brain. What we're going to do, because that's about all the science I'm going to use here relative to where dopamine has to live, but what we're going to do is talk about in the real world, how do we create this effect? How do we cause dopamine to show up in the prefrontal cortex or in the ventral striatum so that people can be motivated? Because the interesting thing about this is that as leaders, we can cause that to happen in the brains of others. We can create conditions where people do get motivated. Even if we don't understand the exact mechanism of action for what's happening in their brain, we can learn that interacting with people a certain way can create more motivation for them. And so, I'm going to share four components that kind of represent a process for how you can motivate others to shift their behavior. Of course, when it's in their best interest, by making sure that these components, these four components of motivation are present as you work with your team or as you work with others or even as you just work with yourself. That's what's really cool here. We can motivate ourselves. And often you've seen it written or heard, maybe you can't motivate someone else, only they can motivate themselves. That is somewhat true because it's their brain doing the actual motivation. But you can create the environment, create the conversation, create the questions, cause the insights that allow for it to happen for them. And you can do that more consistently by the way you interact as a leader. So, I told you what motivation was chemically and it happens when there's that perception of reward, right? So, we know dopamine lives in a certain place. When people experience this sensation of wanting something they don't have and that they're willing to do some things to get it, that's it. Perception of the reward. The other thing we know, and we've proven this, is that the anticipation of the reward is actually far more motivating than the actual achievement 
of it. And so we can be motivated by something that we never actually get in some cases, or that even when we get it was nice, but then we're on to the next challenge, the next quest, the next idea of what we might be able to achieve, which again is what motivates us, not the actual achievement of it. It's the picture of why we want it or how it might make a difference in our life. Happiness is an example of this, right? So, we think about, man, that would make me really happy if I did that or if I experienced that or if I had that or if I achieved that. So, we're trying to get to the happiness. Well, when we get there, most people are not very happy in their present state. They're happy in what they perceive to be a better future state. And that's just something that a lot of humans aren't good at. We could get better at it. We can get better at being happy where we are, not just happy that we're pursuing something that we believe will make us happy. But as a rule, many humans are not there yet. They haven't practiced that yet. And so, they believe happiness will be achieved when they accomplish something else or when they are able to hold or have or create something else in their life. And so, they chase it and it's the chase that is motivating. It is the perception of when I get there, it's going to be amazing that is motivating. It's the perception of I'm going to be happy when I get there that is motivating. Now, what we do organizationally lots of times, and you'll see this in many different organizations that you may know of or have worked in or maybe you're doing it yourself, is that we try to use carrots to create motivation inside people by offering rewards to them. So, we might say, here's a bonus, here's more money, here's a day off, here's a gift card, here's other things that we believe, I believe as a leader or we believe as an organization, you will be motivated by. And so, if you go do this set of things, I will give you this. I will reward you organizationally. And often, we're using the wrong tool. First of all, when we do that, we're making tons of assumptions. And one of the assumptions we're making is that everybody will be motivated by this thing. Often it's money and often we assume that people are going to largely be motivated by money because of all the things it allows them to do in their life. Although, when you look at most surveys, money is down the list of things they want out of their life. But we make the assumption that if I'm willing to pay you for it, then that should motivate you. And so, we use these carrots, often a financial carrot, to get people to do things that we want them to do. It's a broken process. Carrots are not often all that effective. That doesn't mean that there's not a percentage of people inside any organization that might be motivated by a particular carrot, by a financial reward. We will get some of the people some of the time to go change behavior to accomplish more financially. What we know, though, is that coaching is far more effective than carrots are inside an organization to motivate people if it is done well. Because during the coaching process, we actually find the rewards that people care about. We get them to explore what their future state could look like if they were at their best, if they were the most fulfilled, if they felt great about the work that they did, the difference that it made, how they left at the end of the day after doing it. Like We can create that for people in their brains with the right set of questions. And sometimes the reward we chose doesn't work for an entire population. But you know what? Coaching 
inside an organization done well by leaders who know how can work for an entire organization. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't use rewards and incentives in your business. You should, because you're going to get a group of people inside that business that are motivated and inspired by those things. You should also make sure that you're using coaching inside your organization to make sure that individuals find all of the things that they are motivated by and then go chase them in an effort or along with efforts to become more successful and improve their performance. So it's important to do both. But often in organizations, we try to use the broad brush and say, well, we'll give everybody a bonus without doing the coaching part that says, hey, what's important to you about the way that you work here, what you achieve, how you grow, how you learn, how you develop, and let's explore ways to get you on that path and how I support you. That is incredibly motivating. As humans, think about things that you pick that are out in front of you, a new vacation or that you plan to have or a new level of achievement that you want in a certain place, a new car that you want to have, something that's even tangible like that, right? And when you start to decide, I really want this in that moment, you become motivated. You become motivated to figure out how to get it and also to change behavior if necessary in order to get it. So, we want to make sure both of these things are happening for teams of people. One, in the organization, there are rewards for productive behavior, for successful behaviors. And also, we've got coaches there that can help people figure out what's important to them, be motivated by it, and then go chase it as they contribute more to the organization while they do it. The key is to find out what picture of their future motivates them and help them focus on the details and importance of what that future state is. Essentially, a better future is the reward that all people will be motivated by. We just need to know what the contents of that better future is for that individual. Okay, so let's break these down into kind of the four components that I talked about. So, what we know about human behavior change and human motivation is that when four things are present, people will be motivated to change and they will typically make a change because of that motivation. That's all we're doing with people. We're helping them be motivated so that they have the tools and the mindset necessary to go make the change that will cause them to be more successful. Here are the four things. If they want to, they know how, they believe they can, and they have support, they will change almost every single time. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't some barriers to human change that can get in the way even when these things are present. That's absolutely true. However, if these four things are present, more often than not, we will watch human behavior change happen. So, we're going to take them individually really quickly and think through how we make them happen for people as we're coaching them, as we're having conversations with them, as we're interacting with people on our team, 
or in our business. The first one is want to. This is big because if I want to do it, then I'm motivated by it. It's kind of a self-fulfilling thing. If I know I want to have it or achieve it or accomplish it or do it, then that causes the dopamine to get into the right places in my brain and now motivation occurs. So, we have to explore the want to, not assume the want to. So, anytime we're working with people, we're going to ask those questions. What do you want to accomplish next year? How do you want to grow? How do you want to develop? What do you want to learn about? How do you want people here to feel about you? What do you want your brand to be inside our organization? What do you want to learn more about or what roles do you want to pursue or achieve? What are the kinds of things that you can do if you're successful here? What do you want? But we've got to be better at asking those questions in ways that cause people to articulate, understand, and have clarity about the things they want. The other thing that's important that's connected to this want is the why they want it, right? So, if I understand why I want something, it is even more compelling. The want deepens because of the reasons for it. So, I got to ask those questions too. Why do you want it? Why does it matter? Why is it important to you? What would that do for your life? How would your world change if you had it or accomplished it or got to that place? That's step one. They've got to want to. Step two, they have to know how. Now, often we as coaches and leaders and people that want to help you, we tell them how. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got before we even figure out what they want. So, we're just telling them how to do things we think they want or that we want them to. That's not our best approach or our best use of time or even our fastest way to it, even though it feels like it. Let me just tell you what you should do. I need them to explore how. Okay, if you want those things, what sort of changes do you want to make? What sort of steps do you want to take? What are the things that you want to engage in differently, learn more about in order to be more effective at? What capabilities do you need? I want you to explore that. Because if you know how to get what you want, you are far more motivated than if you just want it, but don't know how. More dopamine. I not only really want this thing, but I... I think I have a path to it. I think that I can understand the steps that would help me get there and achieve it. The third thing is they believe they can. This is a big one that often gets missed. So, I know I want a certain thing. I start to think about a path to that certain thing and I think, okay, I think I even know how to get to a place like that and then we get stuck sometimes. I don't believe I can do that. I don't believe I can do the work necessary. I don't believe I can overcome the challenges associated with those things that I'm supposed to do. I don't believe I can get there. This is where, as coaches and leaders, we can have one of our biggest impacts by saying, okay, maybe you can't, but if you thought you could, how would you proceed? Okay, maybe you can't do all the things, but what's the first one and can you do it? We create confidence through progress and that means that we start really small and get some progress. Mount Everest looks really, really big when it's way out there in front of us. But walking 10 feet out of the camp at Mount Everest to start the climb, that's pretty easy. And we want to think about how we help as coaches to cause people to believe they can by helping them take little steps. Then they will believe they can take the next ones and the next ones and the next ones. But this is not a place that we as leaders have practiced our conversations enough or interact with our team enough. Okay, maybe you can't be the number one salesperson on the team. 
But can you go build a relationship with this client differently? And would that help you take a step toward it? Okay. Now, let's automatically come back to that. That's your motivating thing now. Okay. Why is it important to build a, a better relationship with this client? Awesome. What do you think you could do to go make that happen right now? How would your life be better if you did it just with that one client and also understood how to do it with others? All right. Let's start there. Let's just make our project smaller. Not allow something so big to be demotivating for us because we don't believe we can get there. That's where we pull our goals and goals of others that we're working with back to a place where they believe they can because we've made it small enough. And the fourth thing is they have support. That means that they don't feel like they don't have a place to turn or a way to recover if things aren't going their way. That means that we say things like, hey, when do you want to get together and talk about this again? Or maybe you could run your plan by me and I'll give you my feedback. Or let me share some other thoughts with you on people that I've seen accomplish this and how they got there too. That support. If I want to, I know how. I believe I can. And I have support. I will change. I will start the process of chasing that thing that I'm motivated for. I will begin to have new thoughts, new ideas, new behaviors because I was motivated. All we have to do for people is help them get these things checked off and then we win when it comes to motivating them. We become a leader that can motivate almost anybody toward a better future, a different place. We got to go find out what that is. Then we got to support them. Then we got to help them believe they can. Then we got to help them figure out the path. That's what we get to do as leaders is change people's future because of the way we interact with them. Hey, if you're enjoying our discussions here, I hope that you'll go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a review. I hope we've earned both of those things. And I hope that you'll take just a moment to let us know how we're doing here with those things and also to let others who you think can benefit from this kind of conversation find it as well. Your ratings and your reviews help us reach more leaders, help us help them make more of a difference. And now it's your turn to take this information, think about it, think about how you might use it and to go make your own difference. <laughs>